Welcome to LBB's Open House, our podcast on how to build brands better. And I'm your host, Suchita Salwan, the co-founder of LBB. On Open House, I have candid conversations with founders, CXOs, uh, investors and entrepreneurs behind India's most compelling brands and businesses. Today, I'm in conversation with two co-founders from Start India, which is an organization dedicated to democratizing art through street art, uh, especially for the public. What started out as a project of sorts in Shahpur Jat, uh, which is a small colony based out of Delhi, Start India today has scaled their street art projects across India from Chennai and Goa to Mumbai, Hyderabad and beyond. It's a mammoth project that involves multiple stakeholders from local governments and municipalities, communities, sponsors, artists, and that they've been able to transform these quaint little neighborhoods and cities uh, into absolutely beautiful art districts uh, is absolutely commendable. I don't think people realize what a mammoth job putting together an art district really is from local governments to local municipalities, communities, uh, artists, sponsors and more. Uh, They've had to tackle and deal with a lot of different multiple um, stakeholders in order to create these absolutely glorious uh, art districts. Uh, And especially if you're in any of the cities that they have art districts in, I urge you go check them out. Um, Not only do they make for great Instagram content, but it's also great to see uh, you know cities come alive with the work that they do so why exactly am i interviewing a not-for-profit on lbv's open house uh, two reasons despite being a not-for-profit start india truly is an absolutely spectacular uh, consumer user brand uh, right um, they have done an absolutely phenomenal job in making appreciation of street art and just consumption of street art mainstream uh, and while a lot of cultural movements usually become niches i think street art uh, start india sorry is is one of those that's been able to break out of their niche and create something that's truly impactful I come from a world that's obsessed with all things numbers, data, analytics um, and this conversation with Start India was such a refresher because we take a breather from talking about product market fit and scaling uh, to actually talking about how do you think and operate in a way where you give consumers more delight uh, than boring consumers you know, uh, with the same scale and with the same monotonous mundane routine. Uh, so there's, there's, there's lots of that on this conversation as well. Uh, it's a very welcome departure from uh, my usual conversations um, and I really hope you enjoy uh, you know, opening your mind's eye uh, and exploring about uh, a niche uh, and a cultural movement uh, that I personally find truly spectacular. So here's our conversation with uh, two co-founders of Start India, Hanif and Arjun. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you for joining us from a cave, Hanif, obviously. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, from a cave, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. Are you going to paint over here as well? No, you're going to... No, no, I've just kind of like came here to appreciate it because there isn't much like history about it. So I was like, let's go check this out. I've, I've come here after 15 years. I used to I used to spend a lot of my time childhood here. So I thought it would be good network here. Yeah. As well. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
so Arjun Hanif, uh, welcome to uh, our episode of Open House Season 2. It's absolutely awesome to have you guys on our show. Um, I still very well remember when you guys started out and I remember going to Shapurjat uh, and attending your first walk and seeing all the you know fantastic work that you guys had done uh, back then. And it's amazing to see how much you've grown. Um, I want to start with, uh, you know, with, with at least to me as an outsider, what Start India has been able to galvanize uh, which really is uh, galvanize this obsession with millennials and young consumers to want to record experiences, right? And do things that they can put up on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, etc. I am 100% sure that's not the intent with which uh, Start India, uh, you know, perhaps started. But uh, but first question to you guys, how have you been able to, you know, construct the amount of virality that you've gotten, uh, accidental as it may be? So, I think it's... Uh, it's what we have been creating. There is a kind of visual value in it, and and over the years, it's kind of like become like you know everyone's kind of looking for that unique background, and somewhere it's kind of like you know got into that whole new background for the Instagram generation, you know. Uh, but then and then, but before that, like I mean, the whole intent is to kind of like create art in in such a way that which is uh, not been seen before. And also at a like, uh, you know, uh, which accessible also, which is kind of like, you know, uh, one of the like uh, biggest USP that way. Yeah, I think just to uh, take on what Hanif has said, the intention was never there. We, we didn't even know we were going to uh, be a non-profit when we, when we met probably in Shaparjak uh, for the first time. And it was just an intention to uh, do something in the public spaces and to do something at that time, mostly with graffiti as a medium. Uh, and and street art as well, but uh, you know it, it's it's kind of we've evolved with it. We've learned uh, on the way, and and the form and uh, is is has evolved. Our, our our projects have evolved. Our projects are uh, not about taking pictures only. I mean that's obviously one of the byproducts, but they are very very. Uh, most of the projects I, I would say have uh, have have a deeper meaning. Have a, uh, have have a lot of community involvement and interaction. Uh, and uh, uh, and I think more than that as well. Now we see it as a a, a kind of a movement, uh, a India-based movement in 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 visual in the visual art space, and becoming more and more uh, working in tandem with various municipalities across India, uh, various schemes like the Smart City Scheme or the Hirday Scheme, uh, and you know seeing how we can. Uh, contribute in the urban landscape uh, when it comes to visual arts and public art, uh, urban urban art, uh, and and see what the futures of our cities can look like in the next ten to fifteen years. Because our cities are rapidly changing, um, even our smaller cities, how they call the B two piece, B two B three towns, or uh, uh, are, are growing really fast. There's a huge uh, urban 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 infrastructure push. Uh, and it's exciting time to be in India when it comes to all these things. Yeah. I think there's also a really interesting way in which you guys have found a way to get very embedded into culture, right? Um, in the sense, street art was never a part of your day-to-day culture, right? But I think, uh, you know, everything from the locations that you've picked to even the artwork. Um, and, and you know, even when I drive around Lodi Colony, it's so interesting to see, you know, all the different characters up on the wall uh, and the nuances with which, you know, each and every one of these artworks are created. It's not easy to create a brand 
or or a identity movement whatever you want to call it that gets embedded into culture so what do you think is so intrinsic about the experience of of street art for you know for an outsider uh, for someone who you know may not even know anything about art you know folks like myself included uh, which is really enabled you guys to almost become i don't know mainstream to an extent uh, that's not the right word but you you get the point right i i think uh, just to answer it that we are accessible we are not for a, we are not a niche uh, project or, or or a festival or or an initiative we are for the public uh, and i think when it's so accessible and so democratic and we are really on your face right we don't you don't need to go to a museum or a or a white cube gallery to see us uh we on the streets we almost somewhere or the other the narrative is that we come to you uh, uh it's it might be fictional you don't we can't go everywhere but essentially and and we also permanent in nature uh at least all the public artworks we are permanent our experiences are obviously short lived uh a month two months which is still a large quite quite a large duration to open a sh- have a show open um so i think that itself has probably how you said embedded it as a part of culture but we also have to realize that street art as a movement is a global movement uh and it's a movement which is embraced by the internet quite well you know it's it's movement because of social media has given it that fuel uh to become larger than life to compete with the contemporary art world uh you know some of the street artists are more well known than contemporary artists uh with a certain uh age group or or or, or a certain kind of uh, you know uh, lifestyle of people right so i think that that is very very uh, uh that 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 itself has also fueled the whole uh Uh, embedment of uh, of what our work is i i feel yeah yeah it's i think it's a new movement which we which we call it urban contemporary you know which has uh, more which has more access points both on ground and online uh, and that's what's kind of like you know it's kind of like a a new urban art movement which is kind of like arrived at the doorstep is what maybe you know what we would like to call it and i think what's also interesting about you guys is it's not like you have a customer persona right like uh, uh, you know most guests who we have on the show uh, they are building products that are meant for you know what i mean like a, a female who is in between 30 to 35 years of age and earning xyz rupees uh, you guys don't have i mean because your consumers everyone from you know a rickshaw driver to someone driving past in their bmws you know on that street um but you've still found a way to be delightful to all of those kinds of customers right um what do you think is the is a lowest common denominator here is it that is it that element of surprise right is it that element of like i didn't think this would be here is it the characters that that these artists make uh, so what do you think is that is that you know underlying principle that's actually enabled you guys to unify people from such different walks of life and enjoy the same thing i mean first of all we don't look at them as customers you know because we are not selling anything we don't have i mean there is no product as such i mean even though you can kind of like categorize it as a product but there is we are not selling anything and we are not in the business of like you know any any of that which kind of like deals with consumers as such even though like when you know uh, when people are coming and doing stuff they kind of like become consumers they consume i mean they consume art and do what what it is but it's uh there's definitely uh when we 
when it comes to street art it's very difficult to also curate it in a in a very tight manner because the our visual language our visual understanding and education are di- is different like from person to person but at the same time everyone kind of like because it's out there it also has an influence over, over a person and then it also gives that person an opportunity to say that i can also do it i can also become an artist i can also paint and that is also fueled by internet with the with the techniques and everything is there so when all of these kind of like comes into a place it kind of like starts to multiply and as it multiplies you kind of like you see kind of like more and more more of it and and there's that familiar angle starts coming in and when that familiarity comes in kind of like yeah you have a stronger connection with the audiences what is that what is that human desire that you think you guys have been able to tap into you know what is that uh, is it is it is it entertainment is it you know um having like you said aspiration could be one thing right where he man like if if this can exist i can be a part of something like this too is there any other you know very like interesting you know uh, thing that you've learned while either talking to your you know users or consumers or even artists uh, when it comes to what is this what is this human desire that makes people you know really love what you do apart from hey this looks cool on my instagram and i got 100 likes thanks to what start india did yeah i i think uh, it's it's about the community and it's about everyone uh, having having a fair ground or to think uh, and to interpret the work uh, in their own ways because there's no right or wrong way i think that's what at least i've understood as well you know uh, when it comes to a local perspective the community itself Uh, people who have not spoken for years or don't have the time end up speaking with each other because they are either a part of the process or they they're walking around themselves or they're seeing the mural etc uh, people come together for this you know conversations start so from a community perspective i think i think that togetherness somewhere or the other comes with the art you know either either by default or or sometimes it, it just happens because it's meant to happen um and you know and again like when you're not trying hard to sell anyone anything right i think the reactions are different you know we're not asking you to come and like our work uh, or we're not asking you to do it I, and in fact we are saying that this is there you can appreciate it and you can interpret it in thousand ways uh, plus also you know people see there's an effort from us there's no branding there's no coca cola there's no there's no names like that you know the the intent is very 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 true and is is for the arts uh and the intent is for the city you know the, the, the all the art districts is for the city you know people read about it and they understand oh wow this was this is the lodi art district and when you drive past it and then you see the effort it's it's not a small effort it's an effort which has taken 4 to 5 years to have 55 murals over there uh, and similarly with other cities uh so that intent itself uh, kind of says yeah you know there are some guys on the block who are wanting to do this for the city they're not selling us anything firstly uh it's uh, they actually you know i can come and see it i can get my kids they can come and see it i can get my grandfather who can come and see it my parents who can come and see it and actually you know what we can have a great outing seeing this art and if i really want to get in depth to understand what the artist really meant then i can read up about it individually so i think that itself uh, kind of helps the you know uh, the whole situation i suppose i don't know if it makes sense 
No, it it totally does. Uh, and you're right where I think, you know, in today's day and age where everyone expects, uh, you know, some transaction to happen, right? Uh, uh, you guys are one of the few world movements where literally everything is, you know, non-transactional. Um, and I wanted to, uh, you know, maybe use that as a way to segue into my next question, which was uh, to what you said, right? None of your murals have any uh, call to action. So it's not like you're saying buy now 50% off or, you know, follow us at Start India to know more you guys are very happy sort of you know uh playing in the background but you've still managed to build your brand very well and and I'm pretty sure a lot of your brand partners who work with you whether it's you know Singapore tourism or Asian paints a lot of them have also seen traction uh you know through uh everything that they've been a, a that they've been a part of through you guys so I guess my question over there over there is how does that happen? How do you build a brand without, you know, putting your logo everywhere? And how do you build a brand without, you know, forcing a customer to come to your website or download your app after looking, you know, at that, at that visual creation? And, and, and how have you guys been able to do that for yourselves as well as your brand partners? So when we started uh, the journey, we kind of like, you know, first festival when we were in Shabujat, there was no Asian paint back then. Like, I remember me and Arjun were kind of like discussing saying that should we call this paint and should we call that paint? And you know, whether because there was no example, there was nothing to kind of like you know show it to that this is what this is what we are doing and this is what's possible. Even the word graffiti or street art was kind of like a little bit you know not that uh, easy as what it is today. So, so then, like, I mean, we were when we were approaching or when the brands were approaching us and there was there wasn't any kind of fit while when everybody came and told us that oh you should work with asian paint you should work with asian paint because that's a paint company and and there is a, a very direct kind of a fit that when we went and told asian paint that this is what we would like to do they kind of like they understood the vision and and since then we kind of like as a vision partner we work together we don't work together on a like tactical things as a like you know when but, but more is like a longer vision of like something which we all both believe in and we're going to work it we're going to work like a partner like from that point of view rather than they are sponsoring it or anyone else we kind of like you know approach although that's going to be either a government partner or a non-profit partner but not not a brand brand as such we do work with brands at times but in in such a way that we are not anyway advertising for them also well we, if we are if we can do some work together to do something good why not let's let's do that but not as an exercise as a branding exercise that if we do this and we're going to have more visibility you know from from that point of view i mean yeah i mean this is uh, uh, obviously hanif is the great brand maverick uh, he builds brand uh, for a living and that's the question we asked Hanif when we were starting start how do we build a brand right and I think uh, what he said is absolutely right and what, what everyone's vision has steered this is quite right and I you know today we are in a you know we are very thankful and to our partner most particularly Asian Paints uh, who've really understood the, the long-term vision there's no short-term vision over here you know it's we are in it together uh, and uh, and them being a credible company very very uh, you know, it's a no no brainer uh, when it comes to this, uh, and and you know, again, working with brands or other foundations and uh, government 
very important right for different projects and and if 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 the project needs a participation yes we would work but if it's phosphate then we would rather not work you know we wouldn't want to fit the brand into the project that's never the intention irrespective of the monies they offer or things like that and i suppose that also helps in the brand building process you know that kind of helps that you know these guys are saying no you know there's so many are saying no to money or funds or partnerships because it's not logical at that time it's it's a phosphate you know you know uh, i remember back in the day when we started up dio was a big thing you know ax dios and all these other dios were coming out and they all wanted us to work with dio and i was like we were wondering what does kira have anything to do with dio i mean what do you what can we do and they said you know under the art when the artist is working we can do some testing on the streets and i was like that's a, you know you like what a stupid idea you're not doing it it's so embarrassing to do all this never right so and you know those these weird kind of collaborations come up and uh, finally it's not you know we're not making money out of this right and if it was about money maybe you would have said okay let's sell dio under street art but the intention is not to make money we're still struggling uh you know when we see our paychecks we struggle uh, uh you know how do you put say i was getting paid this 20 years ago uh <laughs> but that's what it probably takes to make a great brand i mean that's what probably it takes to have certain sacrifices a uh, project over money uh, uh, uh ethos over ethos over money uh, and and what we really stand for and it's not only hanif and me all the five co-founders and our team uh stand for this you know and we are very clear on this matter we didn't start this to advertise uh this project you know we didn't start this for someone's brand promotion we started for a very serious thing india needs was to really create a movement of visual culture in india to work and contribute in our cities work with smart cities you know show the world what the new india is you know we keep on talking about a country being half half a country being under the age of 34 or whatever it might be but what is the export when we see right we hardly see that export right we want this to be a part a major part of the export from india um, you know and we're hoping that the government em- embraces it and we're hoping there are more cultural shows where you know visual uh, aesthetics of india and other subcultures are taken uh, internationally and appreciated and kind of becomes a trend or whatever you might call it or 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 or, or an important uh, part of india you know um, So I want to uh, and and what you mentioned is is so interesting right where there's so much to celebrate about what India has to offer but some for some strange reason things just get sort of like sucked into niches right or or they aren't able to strike a chord with customers at large and accessibility is a big you know uh, problem over there uh, um you know and, and whether it's it's textile art music whatever just creating more access ends up becoming uh, a big unlocker there's a bit of a contradiction in that no um uh, i i think what's interesting about subculture is uh it is a subculture because there is some amount of exclusivity associated with it right uh, there is uh, it it is a subculture because there is th- there is a niche to it there is an audience that that it that it at max can extend or expand to uh and in my opinion that actually leads to demise of a lot of great subcultures because they're not necessarily able to pull out of those niches right you guys have taken your niche which was shapujat and you're now in every single corner of india from goa if i'm not mistaken hyderabad you know kochi please shoot more cities my way but but you guys have, have you guys have taken a subculture but you've managed to scale it um what how do you think you've been able to to do that apart from you know obviously finding the right partner and finding walls that's one part of it 
but but my question to you is you know if there are people listening in who who may have products you know or or maybe a part of a subculture that's niche um uh, but they really want to see it grow from strength to strength um how do you what are the unlockers that you've seen in your journey that have helped you get to where you are at right now where you're not just a shapujar movement but you're a pan india movement uh, and you know the whole world knows about you it's like when we were in shapujar we actually literally used to go and ask people that can we paint can we paint here is this like possible then they'll ask you is somebody paying you money for it we're like no then why are you doing it who's getting you paint all these kind of like questions and kind of like literally trying to explain everyone that like what is street art and why we are doing it and everything and from there on since we kind of like started to work with more uh, governments and we decided that you know instead of going working with private people we would like mostly work with government and since then it's become like a more of a it's not a push but kind of a more of a pull kind of strategy that way where once we are doing something then the other states also wants to do that so basically get the right stakeholders involved in in this case it's the government um so basically you yeah. guys have created fomo uh, in between states which is great uh, because if that's what it takes to scale then so be yeah, it yeah yeah i mean it's exactly that you know and obviously uh you can you can get involved with uh, all these all these state governments and now you know we have a special division in our organization which deals with uh, uh, expansion and and going to strategic states for us northeast northeast is a very important area to be in uh, for us kerala at this point and south is also very important also somewhere or the other we've seen certain states and certain spaces react better to our work right and they and it's also important that if people and the key stakeholders the municipalities are interested right and, and it just helps us to be there for sure if you're not interested at all then we may not even be in that state uh, or that city so i think it, it works both ways you know we obviously have our certain aspirations that we want to be in you know these are the urban cities we want to be and we want to contribute uh, you know uh, and and sometimes what happens is opportunities come from the other side you know so it's it's a, it's a mix of both and i think uh, more than anything else is 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 the effort of the team you know and it's the efforts of our partners you know it's it's such a team effort uh, you know we have people constantly traveling to different states we have been on this game for the last 6 years on our toes uh, planning states in advance uh, unfortunately pre covid we knew what we were going to do for the next 2 or 3 years now it's a little dicey though we are still working because public spaces are still accessible and we can still work so we are fortunate for that so you know so maybe a little bit of good luck as well i suppose right <laughs> um speaking of good luck right you guys have so many different stakeholders that you're always trying to you know partner with or or please to some extent right uh, your governments your local communities municipalities are one your artists are another uh, obviously people coming to consume this work of art are the third right and then you've got your fourth which is in the form of brands that you end up partnering with Bidation paints or any of these other guys. Now, obviously, each of these different stakeholders have very different incentives, right? Like, as a user, all I want is cool things to see, experience, you know, open my mind's eye a little bit. But as a government or as a municipality, I may want a very different outcome to, uh, you know, say, Asian Paints uh, and and what they're doing uh, by being a partner of this whole experience. How have you guys, as as co-founders of this, right, struck a balance in between? 
in between dealing with so many sort of vendors right and partners with very different uh you know skins in the game like everyone has their own agenda over here um uh, and managed to i would assume obviously make everyone happy at some level which is why you know only more and more doors are opening up to you so how have you guys managed to find common ground amongst all of these very different stakeholders uh and still continue to you know make your magic happen uh i think i think it's passion led <laughs> that's the only thing i can say but you know i, I i think the the takeaway is that the wants from us is not not very different uh from everyone right the want is and and, and a because we don't take money from government right so the want is different and in fact we are coming in, most of the times we are coming contributing to their states or the, to their localities with very little uh support from them you know the support is Uh, not uh, when you come, when you see our, what our effort is or our partner asian spain's effort is when it comes to the government their support is very small you know their support is limited to a permission or to helping us um, you know uh, go around the bureaucracy or helping us with uh, you know the structures and and the, and the infrastructure to do it and you know all of that while we come in with the art and we come in uh, we, we come in with the production and we come in with the financials and we come in with the pr plans and 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 social media and all of that so i think they just want us to come and do the work you know because they are really not 95 99 percent of the times i would say they're not funding us per se they're giving us i would say it's a barter and a partnership barter where they're probably just helping us with some infrastructure or some guest houses they may have so we can offset some of our costs so i think they they they, they just want a great work they just want start to be there so they can talk about it and they can say hey you know in our city we have start as a project like you have over there and they want us to come and work again and again and see if there is a common ground to create an art district or come year on year uh so their want is totally different right and and, and they're not demanding per se like that yes obviously there's a there's there, there's a hierarchy and there's a respect and there, and there's a lot of learning for us to do from them because you're dealing with some serious uh, ias officers who are brilliant and it's it's a, it's, a, it's pleasure working with them and and their 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 teams and the municipality and i think that is the is the is the scariest stakeholder when you think about which scares you the most right the government somewhere they are like oh it's going to be very difficult that scares you the most and in fact they are the nicest and the easiest lot to work with once they've understood what your intention is once they've understood that this is for the city this is not for a personal agenda this is not just for an inauguration of some coming in right yes inauguration is a by product great that will happen but we have to see the impact uh, from a longer point of view so i think they are the the nicer easier people to deal with communities are more difficult to work with communities uh, now there's a body of work so we can explain to them what we want to do and what the intention is what the process is going to be but many times we looked upon with suspicion we looked upon as agents of government for gentrification uh and it happens right and and their their suspicion is is totally valid you know it we could potentially be an agent for the government for gentrification right but our intention is not that so that community interaction i think is and the community buy in is very important because finally we're going into someone's place or house or locality we have lived for ages generations have lived there and we are coming to say that we're going to put art out there we're going to involve you guys to put the art out there we're going to put a different perspective out there and because of the act of what we're going to do 
there will be a a lot of limelight or spotlight in your area there will be people indigenous people coming for walks tours uh, there will also be tourists coming over here maybe uh, so you know so in fact we're going to that that place and that buyin is important and therefore we uh, you know we start this process a couple of months before any any initiative which happens when when it comes to a larger uh art district or creating art district or a festival uh and that process is very important to understand what they want to do you know that's the, the if if we get that buy in from them and if we get their community leaders the kids the housewives whoever we need to be a part of this process they need to believe in us so uh and you know and how do they believe in us is if we listen to them if, if their suggestions are taken forward and truly and if we also say that your suggestions are taken but the interpretation uh would be this and what do you think about it you're going to work with an artist maybe you're not the one who's going to be painting maybe you you might just be helping maybe your kid will be helping maybe they learn something maybe there are series of art pro- uh, projects and workshops and and dialogues and showcases for the for the for the community uh, to be a part of so yeah that's that's where uh, i feel is a uh, is 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 the most critical one and coming to our partners as you know you know we've not uh, other than the government uh, we have we don't work with many brands we work with foundations uh, we work with asian paint so it's it's quite set and it's quite clear we write agendas together many a times we we think about cities together many times so it's very clear from the beginning what we want to do we have certain aspirations we have certain aspirations we have many common grounds uh we work with foundations like a jsw foundation is a is a great partner for us uh then we go to cities we have city wise foundations which we work with and other non profit organizations uh so that's kind of very very clear about and and the embassies also obviously the embassies yes embassies is a super yeah. important part we work with like many many embassies are they the ones who help you with the artists like that's the unlocker there yes they 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 they, they mostly help us with the artists and part, fund part of their trip uh and and some so their their funding is there and also you know we end up using the assets be it the cultural centers if they have any and things like that um yeah so so that way there is a balance uh, i suppose and there's negotiation and all of that but i think there's a set system now you know of what what we what we want to do um and how we want to achieve it um yeah and it's always a struggle to go to a new city but once you've been there because we really become a part of the city or the teams and you know then then year on year it becomes easier because we intend to go year on year and then we have local teams over there we have setups over there we have a lot of volunteer base we have people who are employed for that duration time we have partners and yeah then it works out much better i also love how you guys think about your festivals right because um unlike traditional brands who will you know uh, produce one ad reel and then put that ad reel on 60 channels and radio stations and you know boost it on facebook and instagram or whatever um you guys actually find a way to create multiple assets within one project right so um uh, and 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 even if you look at uh, uh, lodi district as an example what you guys did uh, in kona right um and just the experiences that you built over there or the walks that you've done which has kind of been a constant since your shahpujar days where you know you get artists to interact with users and and tell the story behind the artwork uh, could you talk a little bit about you know how you guys have taken this one asset which in this case could be an artist 
district, but just really created multiple different elements. Uh, and maybe even for our listeners who aren't familiar with with Start, uh, maybe talk a little bit about you know all the all the varied elements that come together to you know make make this the festival explosion uh, that you, that you guys are able able to do. We, I mean, with our festivals, we have been kind of like very spontaneous, and we never kind of like had a format in which that you're going to follow this format. There's going to be this. There's going to be that. Not in terms of the venue, the city, the the timing. Everything is kind of like nothing's fixed. It kind of like actually works as per our convenience that way, and. Whenever we see that kind of like fitting it right, rather than we following that, you know that these are the certain dates and this is the timing and you know this is where you can come. It's kind of like more of that that surprise is also kind of like working in our favor that way, where there is something there is going to be something new, you know. And we also kind of like for us also it's that new venue, that new vibe, the new the whole new energy of the space, and working with that, I mean, like. You should see Julia when kind of like you know she's kind of like there on on ground. It's almost like that we're kind of living there for that period of time, whether it's a Sundog or it's Kona or like you know many many other uh, festivals which we had in the past. And that newness also comes from this whole that if you would have followed a format, if you would have kind of like followed something, then we had to do certain things. And then we kind of like building up our audiences in that in a very like you know uh, systematic manner but here it's kind of like surprise versus versus systems and we go with the surprise i like that articulation i don't have much to add to it i think anif in in a snapshot has said everything uh, over there yeah but you know these collaterals are very important because usually we don't have spaces where people come and interact and there's no melting pot you know in our district we don't have yeah now we started having programming we take over the streets and we uh, you know we do workshops and we do now we've started this whole new mobility project with uh, at, at lodi art district we're trying to create uh, you know the whole city is cycling so we want to create uh, you know uh, we've done one experiment back about two months ago and we're going to go on with that experiment where you know how can we interact with different stakeholders and things like that but you know we need uh, you know these collaterals right, right kind of bring people together to make it into that festival because many cities don't have that experience space like a kona or the inland container depots where we did all the containers or the or, or the sasun dock and so on and so forth so you know these collaterals kind of bring people together and uh, and the community together you know the, for the showcase and for what's happening etc so it's obviously very vital uh what what i said and you can see julia passionately being in mostly all these cities uh hustling with all the guys be it the guys from chennai or be it be it the guys from bombay or delhi and you know being a part of it and really getting a hands dirty to get that done uh yeah so just last couple of questions for you guys right um i'm going to start with the most meta one which is why does culture matter and the reason i'm asking you that is um you know in at least my world everything is about standardization you know what i mean like everything is about like how do you make this scalable how do you standardize how do you you know pull from here there everywhere uh your world seems like the opposite right where the more non standard it is the better the outcome uh because if you literally had the same art 
on every wall in every city it won't have it won't be special anymore right your your comment hanif about systems versus surprises um why does culture matter and 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 what about you know cities finding their own identity or their own culture why do you think that's important especially in a country you know uh, like india i mean there no we are not i mean we are part of the culture and so i mean there is no way to kind of like separate us from culture i mean we kind of like you know there is this obviously there are different circles of cultures and the one which we are trying to kind of like draw which is 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 a circle of like popular art culture which didn't exist before i mean it was there maybe back in the day when raja ravi varma used to kind of like you know do these god paintings and then people used to buy it and that kind of like became a popular art at one point in today's time that indian popular culture the people who's been kind of especially i'm talking about as a visual industry where there is no there was no recognition of visual industry before and we kind of like getting into that that visual progressing kind of like progressing towards an industry which is still going to be non systematic and it's still going to be like in that way but it will have more people it will employ more people it also kind of like you know but as a career choice which people have never seen seen it at before like you know even for us like that now we are doing it but i see that like now many kids who come to us and say that like what do you do you say oh i'm a street artist and i'm like a, you know i'm a graffiti artist and i'm back and they have a card and i'm like wow like you know back in the day we never like thought we'll have a card which says i'm a graffiti artist but what it is doing it's kind of like creating a small little visual uh, culture and that visual scene and and that as more and more people are and we all part of it and because of that i mean it it definitely kind of like you know uh it definitely matters is because it's because it's part of our lives yeah i mean also you know the visual culture is something which is so tangible right you see it it's like right there if you paint something you'll see it uh so you can't ignore it it's not like uh and and it's permanent so so yeah i think i suppose it's it's going to get more and more relevant right and if you see uh, today all our global cities uh, cities who are in the top of the line and when it comes to cultural cities or creative cities they have public art as a very very important part of it i think public art holds most of uh, the other subcultures or brands or be it even music and all people people go i mean we travel because you want to go see what's happening in the arts or if there is any art districts or if there are murals or whatever festivals happening because and i think with the covid times it's going to even matter even more because this is probably the, the streets believe it or not are still safer apparently safer than museums or galleries or all of that because it's in the open so it's people will be out more people are already out more uh, as you see people are at least out more on their bikes uh or walking or taking care of the health and i think this is this is something which this consumption will be very important right it's it's something which you can't ignore anymore and when you don't you can't ignore it and you keep on seeing it then you start thinking about it then you start liking it and then you like oh you get interested in it then you start looking for it in different cities you go to uh and and maybe in different countries you go to so yeah, yeah. and that's that's what I mean, Coca-Cola did. I mean, yeah, you see Coca-Cola 100%. everywhere, and you're like, oh, that's you just kind of like start to having this familiarity with Coca-Cola, 
I mean, just a carbonated drink. But you see it like everywhere in the world and then you're like, yeah, and then you start trusting Coca-Cola. Because you've been just seeing and you've been drinking and everyone's drinking it. So it's like, it's cool, it's fine, you know. It's, and then Coca-Cola becomes like a part of our culture, which is, I mean, kind of like one extreme of it. But on the other hand, I mean, and most of the Indian cities have always been, we always have our own visual culture. Like, you know, from coming, if you are like, the streets of Chennai is going to be different from streets of Delhi and then streets of Delhi are going to be different, different from the other cities is because each of the cities also have their own visual cultures and their visual languages and their certain like color schemes and uh, vernacular, like, you know, hand-painted types and and even the ads. Like I'm in this small city and I see so many painted ads that it's just normal to to me for everyone here to kind of like see these painted walls with big bold graphics, you know. And it's whether we see it or not, but like yeah, we are part of that visual culture. I love that you define Coca-Cola as just another carbonated drink. <laughs> it's well, it awesome. is, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean it is. <laughs> Um, okay, last two questions for you guys. Uh, what are the Indian brands or subcultures that are in your little black book, uh, which you think our listeners, you know, must jump on and, and check out? Uh, I mean, I'm not going to say the obvious, right? Art or graffiti, the obvious stuff, right? But b-boying and and, and, and the hip-hop and uh, those are very important cultures. The Paco as a culture is coming up quite, quite, quite nicely and even my kids are getting interested in it. Um, other than that, obviously, music uh, as a mainstream is there, but obviously there are lots more cool young bands out there. Uh, you know, um, just put me in the spot, which I can't answer. Many. Any Indian brands as well? Like, are there any brands, you know, whose work uh, you're seeing, which is super interesting? So, you know, like Bira, for example, did a great job with tapping into hip hop as 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 a subculture, right? Um, which they obviously did in the most mainstream way. But but uh, but any any brands that you're seeing, you know, doing really interesting work um, uh, that that you'd like to sort of, you know, put the spotlight on? Actually... There isn't any brand which kind of like comes on top of my head when you ask me this question, you know, that which is the brand which is kind of like using Indian visual culture that really well and doing something great about it. I, I, don't, I don't, I don't kind of like, there, there aren't any brand which kind of comes to my mind. I mean, there are like artist collectors and there are, there are artists who's been kind of like working, which is, which are not necessarily brands. I mean, they're kind of like artists. Yeah, yeah talk about them. Uh, I mean, like let's say uh, you know when we started to kind of like uh, work and and the people who were like there people who were there like say Amitabh Kumar for that matter kind of working with graphic novel Amitabh and, and but there's this whole Bangalore world with Appu Pen and like you know everyone's kind of like working with that graphic novel scene and coming up in in the Bombay scene Samir has been kind of like leading it and kind of like, you know, doing lots of lots of stuff and kind of like also kind of having his own shows and doing stuff. The Shiloh who's kind of like doing with Fearless Collective and doing, you know, her, her works in that way. There's Inkbrush and me, Harshwad and Kalam who's been kind of like working. Uh, there are, uh, yeah, I mean, there are, there are like these individual artists who've been kind of like working and doing projects and doing stuff but I don't see there's any 
brand as such has been kind of like you know uh, really out there on a, on a visual thing so for example there's this culture shop which is there and that's kind of like working with you know visual arts collective uh, there's, there's bombay underground who does beautiful zine yeah yeah those guys are those guys are cool as well thank you so much guys yeah, i think, I, I think yeah, yeah sorry I, to say like people, i think i just want to say like you know the people who's been kind of like listening to this and wanting to probably like you know just give a little message saying that use uh, street art for advertising i just want to tell them that like you know let's not look at the street art as like that that way of like you know advertising because that's the only thing which is kind of like left out there because the rest everything else is advertising all around us and it's everywhere and if they ever want to kind of like work with street art please think from something which is like it's not like you know that's something what which want to market but something which you want to be part of the culture and if you kind of like come with that genuine you know uh, idea of like being part of the culture or the something which you you want your brands to be part of the culture it's going to be a long journey it's going to be a difficult journey but eventually it'll happen if the intention is going to be right and you know and we can always kind of like uh, work with brands who support or kind of respect this you know this idea of like being not selling someone something directly that way but kind of like being part of the culture on a on a longer run and yeah i think there is still a big scope for indian brands to kind of like you know celebrate and be part of this whole you know uh, new exciting world of urban contemporary art 100% i couldn't agree more uh, and i think uh, you know that's why i really wanted you guys to come on open house because most of our other conversations are very like business right so how do you find product market fit what's your target addressable market and all of that's great uh but but i think uh, i i i you know it's to what you said right if you really want to build a brand you need to find a way to become a part of people's everyday um and i think that's what you guys have been able to do obviously you guys have taken a really interesting and a little like hatke route to you know making that happen uh, which is true to you know to you guys and what you are passionate about but uh, but i mean you couldn't have said it better right where uh, uh, i i you're totally right there's a huge opportunity for more and more brands to actually want to give back versus just you know extract um and right now a lot of the way brands are being built is you know i want to take out as much as i can thank you so much this was awesome uh, and i hope uh, you know uh, i i hope this is a good like refresher to all of our listeners because uh, uh, what you guys are doing is commendable and the authenticity with which you've done it is even more commendable uh, and because we have had so many brands call us up and say you know can you please ask start india to put a mural up on a wall with our logo on it <laughs> and i've had to push back saying they're not those kind of guys i think you're going to have to find someone else to do this shit for you. um no it's it's awesome that you guys have been able to you know stay true to why you guys uh, started out thank you so much for doing this i hope it was fun and easy thank you thank you for having us thank you for spending your saturday bye. evening with me bye bye